episode 146 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. I have chocolate milk. It's great. <laughs> I, it, it was pr- probably a bad decision to have that for bre- breakfast slash like in the middle of a podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the morning and chocolate milk is so good. So I was just, I just thinking about myself. how good chocolate milk is and how long it's been since I've had chocolate milk. I think about it often. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, chocolate milk has just become uh, coffee, like a mocha drink, an iced mocha drink. I don't, That's I don't fair. want That's it without like the, the coffee in it anymore. Chocolate milk, but I'm, yeah. I'm just a big kid, so. Mm-hmm. And I have it in my Iron Man cup, which if you are astute Christopher Cantwell fans, he's currently writing Iron Man. So there you go. Little bit of an Easter egg, I guess. Fun. <laughs> How are you? How's your weekend been? It's okay. I took myself out for a little bit of a drive yesterday. Oh, nice. Since the weather's warmed up enough and it wasn't an ice hellscape. There you go. Were you just wandering or were you looking at houses or were you looking? I, I did look at houses. Why would I go somewhere that doesn't have any houses to look at? I get bored just looking at fields. I, I mean, maybe there's like crop circles in the field or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you can make a crop circle in the middle of February. I don't know if there are crops to circle. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I spent yesterday watching another one of these fan controlled football games. Oh, um, and it was a lot of fun. My team lost. The legit, legit, like, last play. Two games in a row we lost on the last play. Uh, and it just, it's, despite us losing, these games are so fun to watch. They're so intense and so just like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> so it's good. It's fun. That's what I've been up to this weekend. Nice weekend. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Melissa? We are continuing our ongoing monthly coverage of the TV drama Halt and Catch Fire. And last into last month, we covered season one. We are back with season two. Kyle, how yeah. did you find season two? Uh, this e- email found me well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I still really, really like this show. Though this wasn't necessarily what I wanted from a season two. Mm. It it uh, was, yeah, just not not the direction I wanted the show to go in, but it was still really good. It, it yeah. was still like I, I think season one did such a good job of making us really invested in these characters, mm. whether we like them or not. Uh yeah. And I I was kind of, I guess, expecting this show to stick with, like, this core g- group at that company. And yes. And we all stick there, and they're like, okay, we 
put out the giant and it did middling. So now what do we do? And we need to do something else. We now now we need to do version two and put in that operating system that has the mm-hmm. like personal assistant thing that that responds and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it wasn't that. It yeah. kind of switches gears and goes somewhere else. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise. But because you are invested in these characters, you're still just like, well, I guess this makes sense. And I, I want to see what happens. So yeah. give me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, season one, it's got a very specific goal and that kind of is a bit of a clock on it. You know, they need to have the giant mm-hmm. finished in time to debut at Comdex and then to launch in the market by a certain time. Season two doesn't have that same sort of specific objective to it for any of these people and certainly not on the same time yeah. frame. So it has a much more freeform sort of feeling. You don't know episode to episode exactly what's going to be happening next or what they're going to be building to. Yes, yeah, season one kind of had this impending doom, right? Or, the, yeah, or this yes. deadline. Uh, whereas season two doesn't have that. It's just like, okay, now they're like, it, season two felt more like they were in the middle of some giant frozen lake and the ice is getting real thin and it's starting to yeah, crack. Yeah. And like that's what that felt like. So there there is still this like impending doom of like this is a <laughs> shit show. How is this still going? Like uh, yes, how, yes. How, how does <laughs> mutiny still exist? Cuz this is ridiculous. Uh right. like there there's that kind of like underlying mm-hmm. like something is mm-hmm. about to happen and it's going to fuck yeah. up everyone. Uh, and you don't really know what that I- 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 is for most of the season. So. Yeah, it's amazing that the show can give you so many different types of feelings of impending doom. <laughs> Multiple dooms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially since this season, the characters were a, bl- a bit more split up. They're not all located at Cardiff Electric anymore. You know, in season one, you had the sense that if something happened, it could affect everybody at once. Whereas this is... What's going to happen in Joe's storyline that's going to affect Gordon over there? We don't know. Yeah. Who has no idea that it was J- J- Joe that affected him because it's g- going to come by way of someone else. And uh, Yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a little bit obfuscated. If that's the, is, that, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Ob- yes. Ob- yeah, that's a good one. Obfuscated? Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I guess like basic... Plot synopsis for this season is uh, after they had put out their personal computer, the giant, to Mm -hmm. success, but not the success that they wanted. uh, Mm. The group kind of split up. Uh, Cameron, who was their programmer, split off at the end of season one and created her own company called Mutiny. Uh, Mm. And it was this like free-for-all programming commune uh, yeah. there, there, yes. there there's no bosses it's just do what you want we're gonna make video games and mm. do stuff like that and uh eventually i'm already blanking on her name uh oh donna donna, donna. comes to work for them as the the hardware specialist in this house full of coders 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just seems like this big, like, house full of college kids. And right? one mom. <laughs> yeah, and one mom. Uh, and then eventually they get a dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boz uh, is out of jail this season after, you know, <laughs> cyber crime embezzling money from Nathan Cardiff. Yep. Uh, so that is kind of the main plot is we are watching mm. mutiny try to conduct business. And yes. like we said, it feels like they are on thin ice. They're living check to ch check. Uh, there is this feeling that something is going to go wrong and mm -hmm. it will be bad. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Joe is kind of in the wind. He's not yeah. really doing much. He's trying to have a normal life. Um, and he ends up t taking a job at another company. Uh, it's not the job he wants and he hates it. Uh, and then again, d d who's Donna's husband's name again? I keep forgetting Gordon. names. I'm terrible. <laughs> Gordon, I should know this stuff by by, by now. Uh, but Gordon is also kind of floundering, right? Yeah. Where he he doesn't really know what he wants to do exactly. He's uh has a little bit of money from the buyout that yeah, happened. Yeah, he's at quite the start a bit of, of money. Season when they left. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff Electric. Yeah, the season picks up about. That, so. A year and a half after the end of season one and mm -hmm. after the success of the giant, uh, another company has acquired Cardiff Electric. So Gordon has provided like an $800,000 buyout. <laughs> so now he has a lot of money and he finds himself struggling to find out exactly what he wants to do with it. Like he can do anything now. And the season is him mm -hmm. figuring out what that could be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, that's basically the plot of it is they're they're just kind of each doing their separate things. Eventually, life is kind of pushing them to cross paths here and yeah. there. And like we implied, there is some thing that happens at the end. We'll get into that in just a sec when we get into spoilers. Uh, but do you have any other general thoughts for now? <laughs> Uh, Joe is also engaged when the season starts. He's met this woman named Sarah and you watch their relationship happen over the course of the season. This new job that he takes is at her father's company. He's trying mm -hmm. to like impress the dad to get to marry the daughter. It's that old song and dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good. It's, it's good. It's mm. still, it's still really interesting to, watch and there there is this still like young company startup punk energy mm -hmm. in the show that is a lot of fun so check it out if you have not yet yeah uh in the meantime before we get into spoilers let's get into a bit of housekeeping if you guys did not know we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots you guys can find out more information on our website which is the whatnots.com as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice uh just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there speaking of our shows we just re 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 released our reactions to wandavision one through seven uh mm -hmm. that is up on the reactor core and that's 
core spelled C-O-R-P-S. Uh, so you guys can go check that out on our website or like I mentioned, your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We will be returning in like a week or or, or, or so he, he, here to do part two and react to the final two episodes and theorize and speculate uh, what what we might be running into in the MCU down down mm-hmm. the road. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh, for as little as a dollar a month. We have a $3 tier where you guys can get exclusive content from all of our shows. However, I think going forward, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently uh, where we would just have one Patreon show that is all encompassing. Uh, So it might be a little bit of this, might be a little bit of the reactor core or crossplay, all kind of mixed in there. It's going to be a podcast salad or podcast (laughs) stir fry or something. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, that that should uh, be a a way to kind of condense and consolidate things for uh, 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 us on our end. But I think it'll be a treat for everyone else because at the end of the day, it's for you. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, if, 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 if you guys hop on that, it might give you a, t- a taste of some of the things we do on our uh, uh, other podcasts and stuff. So there you go. Uh, big sh- shout out to our Patreon supporters mm-hmm. at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out. Thanks, Sam. Uh, for supporting us for so long. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, last but not least, Twitch. If you guys like live streams and video games and stuff like that, uh, we stream each Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to start streaming on Sunday nights now. Mm. So every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. On Wednesdays is What Nots Wednesday. We are streaming video games. Uh, You guys should come check that out. Uh, On Friday nights, we do The Captain's Log, which is another one of our podcasts. Uh, and then on Sundays, I'm g- going to try and do some more video games and stuff like that. But there you, there you go. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, you guys can subscribe to our channel there. It's about $4.99 for a tier one subscription. However, if you have I- I- Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. You just need to link your accounts uh, and you at no extra c- cost to you you have a free subscription to give away uh, and we would love that to be us here at the whatnots because that is free money for us and that means we can do bigger and better stuff for you all uh i lied last but not least we also have <laughs> two brand new designs in our store our our, uh, our, yes. our shirt store and stuff like that so you guys should go check that out the whatnots.com slash store uh we have an oh ding ding shirt which is melissa's favorite curse word uh it's 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 up there in a floral pattern you can get that on thank you shirts and hoodies and mugs and all sorts of stuff um we also have a pride shirt if you guys want to go check that one out as well uh but yeah that is it for housekeeping
There we go. Let's get on to our spoilers. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler mode activated. Melissa, where do you want to start with this one? Would you like to talk about the new characters we got this season? We got Sarah and then we got Tom, who we had mentioned sure. earlier. Tom yeah. is a, uh, a mutiny customer who takes one of their games and reprograms it. Like he kind of takes the code, does it up his own way and puts it up somewhere else. And then when Cameron and Donna go to confront him, he sort of uses it as a a way to get a job interview, which was the plan yeah. the whole time. He wasn't trying to steal from them. He was trying to impress them. And yep. then he goes to work for Mutiny and him and Cameron end up dating. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of the new characters. Uh, and Sarah is the uh, like the is is Joe's fiance. Um <laughs> fiance wife and ex-wife uh one season so he's dating this lady and then they get engaged and then they break up and then they get married at a courthouse off screen and then they are divorced within 10 episodes <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the 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 thing that this show does that i don't think is really explicitly stated very well mm. it each season takes place over a fairly significant amount of time. Like, it's yeah. not like this all happened in one week, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, they, you know, they got engaged, married, and then we're like, oh, shit, that don't work. Uh, like, th there, there is some time there. There is some months that are is going by, which maybe in the, g g g g g in the grand scheme of things still isn't much time at all. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's there, there. There is a significant amount of time happening within these ten episodes. So, mm -hmm. but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be I, helpful I, to have a few more time markers, especially because the show takes would, place yeah. in Dallas, and it's and like they're moving to California at the end of the season, so it takes place in places that do not have seasons. So it's not like at, oh, there was snow like, outside, so I can tell how much time has passed. Countdown, like I, so. At at the start of this season, they did a thing where it showed Cameron and Joe, and they seem to be on good terms. They seem to be living together, and I that 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 was in the future, right? No, that was a flashback. That that was a flashback. Okay, because they they yeah, and there like is he's, a time and he, jump, and so I was I like I, I I don't remember if that was like this is in the f in the future, and it's like no, three no. years ago, blah blah blah. Uh, so I, I guess it's the opposite then of like that yeah. was then, <laughs> this is now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a flashback to somewhere in season one, somewhere in late season one, because she's living at the Coder house. Because halfway right. through yeah. season one, she gets a house with like Lev and you know, a bunch of other coders and he's like spending the night there. Yeah. And that's sort of where she gets okay, interested cool. in like she's trying to get him to play the game with her and he's not interested in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which is a good way to just very briefly say that like he's ultimately not interested in what she's doing and what she wants to do. Or, or or this feeling that she's trying to create. He recognizes her talent and and, mm. and stuff, but he's he's old, like that's not what he's about. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think he saw the game as innovative. Time stuff. Well, I I mean, I guess that's its own thing. Like, again, he recognizes that she has talent, that she is Mm. the future, that like that 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 was a whole thing in season one. Mm. But yeah, he's just like he he is more the businessman. I'll deal with the numbers. All yes, of that stuff. So yeah. It's just it's a different world for 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 yeah him. Um, but to get back to the time and timestamps and stuff like that, I I wished. I think looking back, I wish there would have been this thing of like, oh, they are moving to California at the start of season two Mm. and then it goes back. And it's like, here's how we got to them deciding to move to California and do something Mm. there. And then there is this like, you know, 300 days until California or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. But yeah, just something to mark. That time is moving forward. Mm. It's not just the same week, right? It's this big period of time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be helpful. It's not a huge problem, but it's just something in the back of my mind. Like, it, I wish I had a better sense of how, like, I can tell it's been some weeks, but like, how many weeks? And ultimately, does it matter? We know it's some right. assortment of months over the course of season two for yeah. these relationships to uh, grow and fall apart. Bia, what did you think about our two new characters who got in the, the roster this season? You, it doesn't seem like they who may or may not be in season three. We don't know. I liked Sarah the most, I think. Oh, because okay. pretty much everyone we've met in this show is in the tech business. They mm. they know how to code or build the hardware or do the business, all of that stuff. She's not involved in any of that stuff. Um, and so, like, to, to me, that felt like a good expansion of the cast of, like, how do these characters that are so in grained in this world how do they how do they deal with and interact with people that are not or how do how how does someone who is not in that world how do they interact with them um and we get some of that but not much but that is why i liked her of just like oh like it, it felt like a natural expansion whereas tom that's his name right um yeah he he just felt like it's another one of these people that know how to code and do all of that stuff. And to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of him. I, 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 he's a totally fine actor and stuff, but his character specifically, I was just like, there's something about you that I just don't like. I really like Tom. Wow. Interesting. I liked him because so he's got this suspicious start where he like copies the game code to mm-hmm. revamp it and kind of uh, get his foot in the door at Mutiny. Right. And I don't think he knows like really who works at Mutiny. Like I don't think he knows, oh, it's this girl named Cameron who runs it. But once he gets there and once he's coding for them, him and Cameron start to flirt and they you see this relationship blossom and crumble over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was a good 
solid love interest. What really won me over to Tom is that he like walks in on Cameron because, you know, like she lives and works out of the same house. You know, she's never anywhere but this house. Right, so like, yeah. he walks into her bedroom thinking he can just ask her a question in the middle of the workday and she's there having a, a panic attack and he talks her down from it like really appropriately. I don't have any firsthand experience with this, but I was really impressed that he like knew how to talk with her and calm her down and he's like, tell me how you solve this one level in parallax. She's like, what? And he's like, tell me, tell me how you solve it. Like trying to like get her out of the headspace and get her into something more logical, like step by steps where she can just something she can zone out and calm out. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And I liked their rapport with each other. Uh He seemed like he would be good for her and good for the company. He just seemed like a solid, nice guy. He takes care of his mom. I thought he was sweet. I thought he was really sweet. And I was, I can certainly respect that he wanted out of the situation by the, where it got to at the end of the season, but I'm going to miss Tom if he doesn't come back up again. And it's possible that he might, you know, Cameron showed up at his house in the last episode, like 12 hours before the flight leaves with the plane ticket saying, come to California with us. And maybe he does ultimately want to go to California, but he just couldn't decide that in those 12 hours. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's a good character. I, I don't know why, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know about him. I, I don't like I him. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think that moment with the panic attack was a great moment. Um, yeah. I think even when they're discussing should they sell mutiny or not and he kind of reveals his secret uh, is a weird way to put that but the fact that he is actually like dirt poor his mom Mm -hmm. doesn't have a job like he's like he really really needs this money and the fact that she didn't sell like screwed him royally yeah and and like he's He's really, really pissed, but he's tr- trying not to be pissed at her mm. specifically. I felt like, yeah, like he, like he's not, like he, he is still tr- trying to be in a relationship with, with, with her, her, and she's just making it difficult and, yeah. and stuff, and yeah, and he's, he's just trying his damnedest to be like, well, I guess we can work through this and you know and yeah stuff. And she's he just really like, it's tries mine. i'm selfish and i want this and <laughs> i so. love the scene where he comes in and yells at her about like not participating in the mutiny party that they're having and like you not being on the same level as him like when talking about the game and he's he's arguing with her and she's like well fine if you're gonna quit just quit and he's like i'm not gonna quit and she's like well then break up with me and he's like i'm not gonna break up with you either i'm just angry we're just arguing this is what people do he's like have you never had a disagreement before (laughs) which is this fascinating look into cameron's life where she's such a well, fine, like stubborn, idealistic kind of person. It's like, yeah. oh, maybe you never have had an argument that you got past. Maybe yeah. she, he comes in angry and she presumes the worst and is like, we'll just do it. And he's like, I was never planning on doing it. No, like I'm angry, but I am committed to you and to this company. Yeah. 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 
they were good additions to the cast. Uh, I also have to give a shout out to Babe Dude, as I like to call call him. It's the dude from Babe. I don't know his name. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, James I, I, Cromwell. Yes, James Cr- Cr- Cromwell. Thank you. I I what only a, in treasure. my mind he is forever Babe Dude. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like an old man when we were five years old. And it's kind of great. And he's still out there being an old man now. And by now, I mean, like in 2015, when this season came out, like you you all think uh, what is like all all of these people are vampires Mm -hmm. out there. They they have paintings of their like 15th century (laughs) selves. Here's a real one. Like, yeah, <laughs> like everyone's memory of this guy is he's the old guy, guy, guy from Babe. And he's just always been that. And but but he's such a good actor. Like he, he is, is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. yeah, that is the strange thing of like in my mind, if I imagine him old in Babe, how much older must he be now? <laughs> And he is still just sharp as a tack. Yes. He's a great actor. Like, good God. He like, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you're in good hands with James Cromwell. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I I liked him too because he is another character that is not involved in tech. Uh, He Mm. is this like texas oil company ceo um and joe mcmillan kind of comes into his life to help out his company uh they put him like on the ground floor uh Mm. and joe does not like that but he uh joe is is starting to get them into tech and he's like, hey, there's this company called Mayutney, and they're making some great stuff. Uh, and we should see about buying their stuff or just buying them. Um, mm. And that is kind of one of the big that, that 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 I would say is the big thing of of season two is that yeah they eventually make an offer to buy Mutiny. Cameron's company um and that leads to some issues mm-hmm. but uh yeah he's he's a good character I think this was a good step forward in the plot of like hey they are trying to build up these companies by themselves that's what happens to tech companies is you build them up and hopefully in two three years you get by someone else and take that money to go make something else right yeah so um there you go that that is that (laughs) um so i guess speaking of the buyout do do we want to talk a a little bit more about that then and yeah this is this season was so sad to me like, I think in season one, like, it's got this, you know, this haunting deadline, this this ticking clock, there's and there's, like, a tension ser- in season yeah. one. And then, yeah, well, like you said, this, this season is a lot sadder. Yeah, yeah. I think because as 
you watch more of the show, you come to care about the characters even more. You come to see their good sides even more. So when things Mm -hmm. blow up in their face and there's like betrayals and secrets and all this, you're like, oh no, can't you guys just be honest? Can't you guys just talk to each other even though you know that's not possible? You know that's not what you came here for, but you still feel bad about it. Uh, And Joe, Joe's journey this season is interesting because... Is he says in like the last episode or two, he's like, after everything that happened with Cardiff, after all the mistakes I made there, he's like, I wanted to try living my life authentically. I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be sincere. And you've seen this over the course of the season. He's trying to break away from being the Joe that he was in season one. And he's still got that Mm -hmm. salesman quality to him, but he knows he was toxic and he's trying not to be that anymore. And it helps a lot that he's got Sarah, Sarah, who really believes in him. Sarah, who kind of uh, Gordon right, yeah. says that when like, you know, they had dinner with Joe and Sarah, that he's like, Sarah really helped me see what a different man Joe is. You know, I, I trust him a lot more now than I did a year or two ago. And when Joe says I was trying to be authentic and the people around me weren't, it's so, it's so heartbreaking because like. This is a season where Joe, he's still not a great guy, but you can see he is trying to be better Uh and nobody believes him or like not enough people believe him at any one time. Yeah. And and I I think like, like you said, like he is in business and business often deals with a lot of like shady deals and characters who are going behind people's backs and stuff like that. So I I think just the things that he is good at and the world that he has surrounded himself with is just counter to to what he is trying to to do. Uh, And by the end of this season, it's just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be who I am. (laughs) Right. Um, Or like. He becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, if everybody tells me I'm an absolute snake, fine, I'll be a snake. If that's what it seems like I'm the best at, if that's what seems like comes naturally to me. Which, to be honest, is kind of why I want to watch this show. Like, I want to see him be this like conniving, scheming, like businessman like how does he make these deals? How does he he get rich? How does he do all of that stuff? I might not like him by the end of the mm. sh- show, but I'm fascinated. Yeah. Right? And like, like up that, until that kind of the appeal of b- breaking bad. Oh, uh, if, yeah. If you guys have seen that show like mm. Walter White, not a good guy at all, but fascinating to watch of just, like, yeah, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Like, wh- mm-hmm. why? Ah. And yeah, like <laughs> I, 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 I want that same feeling with Joe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, even if it's not good, it is appealing as a form of entertainment to, <laughs> to watch him be a snake. Absolutely. I want to talk about Sarah for a bit. I, I also liked Sarah. I appreciated that she was like a very headstrong, independent, smart lady, mm-hmm. but Sarah never felt like she fit into the cast and not in the way that you're talking about where she's the outsider who doesn't know tech. I think that perspective is valuable, but 
Sarah felt like when we first met Donna in like the first episode of season one, and it seems like Donna is just the stakes of Gordon's life. Like we're just going to watch Gordon happen to Donna. And then, you know, Donna evolves. Donna's such a major player. She does so many things. She's so active. I'm not yeah. saying Sarah isn't active as an individual person, but the show is things happening to and around Sarah. And it's not Sarah. Sarah is not a chaos agent the way the rest of the cast is. <laughs> Sarah does not do anything that screws up anything else that's happening. And I wanted that from her. Like, I want to see you like fit into this cast, step up and do something crazy. And she never did. I mean, maybe she will in season three. Yeah. Who knows? She's in California. You know, she's going to be there. We don't know what California is a big state. We don't know where in California she is. She might not be in the Bay Area, (laughs) but it seems like she is still out there that she could come back. I think there's a lot more they can do with Sarah. I was really hoping to see her interact more with Cameron and Donna. I think one of the strengths of this season is watching Cameron and Donna's friendship grow yeah. you know and see them become like real partners with each other and i kind of wanted to see uh sarah get in on that i was really hoping that it, uh, after like the second to last episode when like so the the craziest thing sarah does do in this season is that it's like uh her and joe are going to move to california and it's their last night in dallas and sarah's idea is let's take these drugs and go out to like a, a discotheque like let's say yeah. goodbye to dallas this way like they go to this club. Joe has this really d- sincere moment where he's pleading to her. He's completely high and he's like, I've got goodness in me and I feel like it's trapped and I don't know how to break it out. I don't know how to give it to anybody. I know I can do it, but I don't know how. It's, it's very sad. And they're going to go have sex in her father's surfer room. <laughs> like that's the last yep. thing they're going to do in Dallas. This is have sex on dad's equipment. And that's when they see that um, West Group has stolen Mutiny's IP, that they've completely cloned it and taken it over. And so Joe goes to Mutiny, and he's still completely high. And he's having such a hard time explaining himself. And he walks into this room of people who are all glaring at him. They all think it's his fault. And he's struggling. Like, all of his smooth-talking salesmanship is gone. Like, he does not have the faculties to summon it at this point. He's like, I didn't do it. I'm going to California. He's trying. It's so... Oh, it's rough. And I was hoping there'd be a scene after that where Sarah would, like, go to mutiny the next day when they've sobered up and try and explain seriously, this was not Joe. You, like, you have to believe mm, him. Like, yeah. I want you to see the Joe that I see. And the story divulged from that, and it went some other interesting yeah. places. But, yeah, I would have liked to have seen her interact a bit more with other members of the cast. Yeah, yeah. That That is a great point, where she mainly interacts with Joe, and that's it. Yeah, Joe and she, her dad. She, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that is maybe the downside to Sahara's character is she is not only on the fringe, but mainly isolated. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess to circle back around to some things, uh, they try to buy out. What's the name of the company that's trying it's called to buy them out? West Group. West and group. the way this all starts is that Joe's working in like 
data entry and he sees that they have these big server machines that are only processing information like during the working hours of the company, you know, nine to five. And he says, we should take this space, this processing power that we have and lease it out. So like mutiny is the first client and he wants to, you can tell that he kind of, he believes that he made like the right business decision for the giant by not including Cameron's operating system but he feels bad about the way things ended with her and he wants to do something for her while being aware that he has messed things up in the past and he has to really be careful and try and provide something mm-hmm. to her while being as hands off as possible. <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to set this deal up. Hopefully she'll never know it's me. And like the, I can help the company grow uh, and s- secretly from here in the shadows and then it gets yeah. to the point where he they want to try and buy Mutiny and he has to confront her. And he's trying to sell her like a legitimately good deal. You know, he really wants to make sure like, no, you're going to get something out of this. We're not going to take advantage of you. That's his idea as the salesman. And then he talks to James Cromwell about it, who's like, oh, no, we're going to nuke the games. The games aren't important. And like he sees that he has completely sinister plans for what they're going to buy or not not even sinister but just a a complete cold lack of understanding of what makes this company special which happens all the time right where like hey we buy this company up because they've been profitable or this and that but then we're killing the main thing that they do and we're using the tech for something else and it's just like well yeah that's you know if you really liked that company that sucks Mm -hmm. because then like they they can't do do what they they do as a video game fan that happens all the time where it's like oh microsoft bought up this company uh or ea bought up this game studio but then shut down that studio and use the employees somewhere else. And it's just like, well, now mm-hmm. now we're not going to yeah. get the thing that we wanted from that, that yeah. studio. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he, but oh, go ahead. No, so then he goes to Cameron and where he was trying to sell her on this before, sincerely sell her on it, you know, not in this, not in a duplicitous way. He comes to her like, I've talked to Jacob Wheeler he's he's going to tear your company apart you know he's going to pack it apart like a vulture he's like i don't want that to happen to you again don't sell and she's like where do you and she's still suspicious she's like where do you fit into this and he's like nowhere i'm going to completely get out of your way he like he's taking himself he wants to give something to her but he also knows he has to take herself take himself out of her life completely yeah 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 it's a it's an in interesting issue for joe and then it becomes an interesting issue for cameron who really wants to be independent wants this thing to be her wants to be the wants to have the success be entirely her but she also has kind of tricked herself into thinking um that the way she's set things up is not selfish Right. Like, she, yeah, like the, yeah. the whole idea behind mutiny is there's no b- bosses. You can do what you want and all of that stuff. But then it's like, well, deep down, you also think that this is your company, which makes you the boss. 
and, and she it's it's an interesting st- struggle for her because she is yeah. this like punk kid right who mm. dropped out of college to work at cardiff electric and make this computer uh and now she's trying to start her own company and be a business woman and she is just not good at it like this is not her expertise at all and that's why donna is there being the mom and and yes is there being the dad of like hey here's how we actually make this company kind of run (laughs) yeah Um, yeah cameron's she kind of seems like she feels like everybody feels the same way she does. Like Cameron for most of season one was like sleeping in Cardiff electric and like just eating chips and soda to live on. And like when Mm -hmm. she needed a new shirt, she went to the store and she stole it. Like she was living so meagerly in exchange for getting to work on this project. And it seems like that's a setting in her head that is okay. Like she's willing to make all kinds of sacrifices, have like the lowest lifestyle to work on something that she loves and work on something that she thinks is important. She kind of, and like everybody else is kind of on her level, you know, the other coders, you know, they crash there. They're also entirely fueled by pizza. They don't seem like they really have outside lives outside of the company. But there's the the scene where she's got Joe's sales pitch and she takes it out to the rest of the coders. And she's like, do we want to sell to the man? You know, do we want to just work in an no. office full of suits? And like they're all no, cheering no and like suits, she takes no. the paper and she tears it up in front of them. Like, no, we're not taking the deal. We're not selling out. And then later they've the taken man. the paper. They've taken the paper and they've taped it back together. And to they're like, Cameron. Much, yeah. Yeah, like we ag- agree with your sentiment, sentiment, but you didn't tell us this could have been $5 million because like they've had to like cut payroll. They're like, okay, guys, we can't pay you right now to get our server project off the ground. They're like, it's really it's apparent just- that she could keep living like this, but a lot of the people around her can't. It, I, I think it's also, it's it's definitely that, but I think it's also, the idea that she just didn't even mention how much the deal was yeah. worth. Again, she wants this to be a democratic thing. And she got up there being like, do we want to do this? And they're all like, no. Do we want to work for suits? No. And so she just rips rips it up. But she yeah, never she doesn't give them the all money. the information. And, and yeah, so they're just out of curiosity is like i wonder how much it was worth and they see how much and they're just like oh shit like like that 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 changes things like money can change things and that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have all quit their jobs and then gone on to start something else they'd still Mm -hmm. have that money though right so like yeah it's just like she took away that choice from yes yeah them so She's being a bit self-destructive. Yeah. And so. something I noticed this season is that after Joe McMillan has left their lives, you can see that he is rubbed off on Gordon in kind of a positive way. Like there's a scene where Gordon, he's trying to start this um, 
uh, computers built to your preference, like this custom built computer company out of his garage because he's figured out he's not the idea guy, but he loves to just get an assignment and work on it and like innovate within that structure. So he makes uh-huh. this mail order you know, program out of his garage. He puts an ad custom in tech magazines yeah. like, yeah, tell us what you want. We will build it for you and ship it out to you. And he's got these other, you know, tech buddies, like old Cardiff colleagues around him. And the spiel he's giving them is such a Joe McMillan thing, but in a very sincere way, like Joe helped Gordon be more confident, better spoken, you know, like you, you can see that he had a positive effect on Gordon for as troubling of a force as he may have been in his life. But then you look at Cameron and Cameron, I think the choices she made this season, a lot of them she would not have made uh, if she was the same person as earlier on in season one. But after Joe turned his back on her OS that like made her sharper back to. Yeah. 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 Like she's become more protective of her ideas and her legacy. Because there is this scene in season one where she gets her first paycheck. Right. And she's just like shit money (laughs) and she just goes on a bender right yeah and 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 like that i think is such a fun scene and has is is a good parallel again to mr robot when we get those scenes of 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 rami malik with his starbucks and he's all happy (laughs) (laughs) Um, like it's that but then yeah, because things went south at Cardiff Electric and her operating system didn't get put in the computer, mm-hmm. she took that personally and it's yes. just like, well, fuck it. Screw you all. I'm I'm going to do my own thing and show you that I can make something great. Uh, yes. And that is what she's trying to do. And that's why she rips up this contract of just like, well, screw them. Like, we're, you know, we're not going to bend a knee to, to them. Um, and meanwhile, everyone else is in the position she was in in season yeah. one. where They're just like first paycheck, five million dollars. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and she... I mentioned in the season one episode how Gordon and Joe come to the giant project with a a personal baggage and like somebody they are trying to show up like Joe really wants to stick it to IBM because that's the company's father worked for. And he's so angry at his father and Gordon Mm -hmm. tried to sell the symphonic and it completely blew up in his face when he took it to Comdex. He needs to build a computer. He needs to build a computer that will sell. Like, that's his vendetta. Like, he needs to prove his past wrong. And Cameron didn't have that same baggage in season one. She was very stubborn about her ideas, but they weren't, she didn't take them personally. She had ideas that were what she thought was just the best thing for people. What is, what will take computing forward for just the human race? You know, she doesn't have Mm -hmm. somebody in her past who she's trying to prove wrong, but this season she does. And it makes her decisions uh, a lot more catastrophic when she's acting so personally, trying to, to prove Joe wrong. And it really wrecks things for the rest of mutiny around her. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other things I want to talk, 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 talk about. We definitely need to talk about Gordon. Yes. Because um, he, he, he has a, 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 I don't want to say insane, but he has a, a very uh, 
interesting storyline. Yeah. Um, and then there was there was something else that I'm now blanking on. So let's start with Gordon, and maybe I'll remember it by the t- time we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gordon, uh, he his character kind of takes a turn. Uh, like, yeah. like, like we said, he's k- k- kind of floundering and trying to figure out what to do with all this money and time that he now has. Uh, he started up his own business out of the garage to yes. build these personal computers. But that isn't really his story in season two. In season two, he finds out that he is sick, that he like he he has this like really acute brain damage um, mm. and that it could prog- progress. Yeah, and it's from very his- quickly. And it's from his work. It's from like being exposed to like lead solder. So it's him working on all this hardware. And then we learned that like his parents had a a garage, you know, like an an automotive shop. And like he grew up working there too. And so through the variety of technical hardware jobs he's had, he's been exposed to so many dangerous things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's slowly taking a toll on him, but Mm. it, it, finally got to the point where he needed to go to a doctor to be like hey what's happening um and yeah he it's just like they're 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 saying that he might have some memory loss some periods of confusion of just like where am i what happened um or or like muscle uh, like uh atrophy right where they they'll Hangs just won't work as they're supposed to work. And Gordon is panicking because mm. uh, he I, I, I think we're, when we first met him in season one, he was just a no buddy, right? He was a pushover. Yeah. He was this guy who thought he was on to something. And maybe he was, as Joe recognizes, mm. Um but it didn't happen, and so he's just like, "Well, I guess I'm just g- 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 gonna be someone who sh- shows up nine to five and has a miserable life." Um, mm-hmm. But Joe inspired him to see that that is not the case. That he actually is smart, and he can make these things, and he can basically do what he wants as long as he p- 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 puts his mind to it. Mm-hmm. And then he gets hit with this of like, "Yeah, you can do all of that stuff, but." Maybe very quickly here, you won't be able to. Uh, And so, yeah, he panics and just psychologically makes it worse. Yeah. Where where stuff is happening and he has these moments where all of a sudden he has a flashback and he thinks he's talking to his colleagues at Cardiff Electric Yes. And everyone is oh. confused. And yeah, and like like you said, it's these moments. It's that. Or when he can't find his car in the parking lot. Or when he's oh. um, like, he's thinking that his friend stole his idea for this business and stuff like that. And he's just, he's so paranoid that he is losing things faster than he actually yeah. is and it's making things worse and like you said it's just it makes this season so sad 
to see him yeah. also self-destruct. Because, um, like, in season one, that is not his character. Like, he might need to learn to stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. But then, but yeah, here in season two, he ends up, whether he likes it or not, or he's doing it subconsciously or not, he's self-destructive. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, Gordon, no. All right. <laughs> like, you feel- think of Donna. She's she's working for mutiny. That's not a stable situation. Let's see, right, you know, yeah. let's, let's get a handle on things so she can continue to be the mom and mm-hmm. work at mutiny. Because despite the chaos that is mutiny, she likes it there. Like, she, she, yeah. she, she feels like she can make a difference there. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think Gordon's character was a wild one. I, I, I think to me that was the biggest turn. Yes, of the characters, like him and Joe, were the mm-hmm. biggest t- turns of like they were this one thing, but oh, now they're this thing. Like that's strange, right? Yeah. Um, and this, whereas I, I think like you explained for Cameron, like her progression makes more sense in yeah you can see how everything happened yeah yeah yeah. and this this turn with gordon really recontextualizes a lot of his behavior in season one like there's a scene where a doctor asks donna now has he displayed any manic behavior before and we remember of course when he digs a a hole in the backyard digging and we remember (laughs) we remember him uh did hallucinating you know not exactly a hallucination but like having these flashes of himself electrocuted in the street after he sees the person who was knocked down by a power line after the hurricane like we see these things when we know he wasn't in the best mental state and we're like oh that was medical that wasn't just situational yeah and it 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 it's scary for the season to come because if he's this rough in season two, what what's he going to be like in seasons three and four? How's he going to progress? And the doctor says that a lot of it is at the end, like it's more psychological than medical medical. He has not gotten medically. He hasn't gotten worse. Right. Uh, yeah. But like, this is a man who needs some therapy. He needs some counseling. He needs to work through a lot of things. The journey of both of the Clarks this season is so sad because like he, He's gotten this this terrible news and he wants to tell Donna, but Donna is always like rushing out the door, getting to mutiny like she's really putting mutiny first because mutiny needs her that badly. We've seen yeah. what a mess it is over there, so we can't blame it's her. Kind of interesting because that situation was flipped in season yeah. one where she's like, you've done this in the p- p- past where you've gotten so into your work that you ignore the family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And now it's the exact uh, opposite in season two where she is so into her work she's kind of ignoring the family and and yeah he's just like well yeah. i guess i gotta do all of this stuff so yeah and like so he he doesn't tell her because he's like i can't add that burden to her life right now so he like keeps it a secret for a while and there's an episode where he goes out to california to visit his brother and it's to like get a break, you know, take the girls away for a while and to check on his brother. We learned that he has his younger brother. Is this the guy from Lucifer? 
He looked familiar. Is this the like mustache yes. cop who came back as a demon in season yes. one of Lucifer? It definitely is. I I recognized <laughs> him. And I was like, oh, I've seen him before yeah. in something, but it never registered to, 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 to me where I saw him. I was just like, oh, that guy. Yeah, we'll get one Lucifer alum every season in the show. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, he goes out to, to see his brother. You can tell that part of it is he's worried about his brother. Like, if he knows he's been he's gotten this diagnosis, his life isn't going to be the same. He may die young. He kind of you can see him kind of trying to take care of things mm-hmm. like uh he gives Donna's parents a $23,000 check for all the money they gave him like 10 years ago to try and start the symphonic. <laughs> mom is a dick. I don't like her at all. Yeah. That scene was frustrating where yeah. you know, she is like, God, just like what well, we were expecting that since you made it rich, you were just going to pay us back for, you know, the like twenty three hundred thousand that you or however much. And he like he's trying to call her bluff and just like, well, I'll write you a check right now if that's what you want. Right. And he's like, I'm writing the check. Like, <laughs> when are you going to be like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. We're family. Yeah. Like, and he and he just. <sighs> nope. Write some the ch- ch- check here. You, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Seem lady seems like a quality grandma. Not great as a mother. Well, they 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 also don't really like him is. No, uh, they've never liked him. And like anytime he like they they sit down and they have this talk and she's, you know, like he he brings the girls over to like play video games on, you know, new equipment that the grandpa has gotten in from the his Nintendo tech trading. Yeah. Brand new Nintendo. And he sits there and he like actually sits down with the grandma and like has a glass of wine. Seems like they never do this. You know, he stays and visits with her while the kids are playing. And she's like, you're funny, Gordon. Like she can tell she's having a better time and she has a higher opinion of him now that he's taken the time to spend with her than she ever has before. But But when he says like, Oh, how could I ever pay you back? You can tell she's like, literally it is North of $22,000 Gordon. Not not great. But so Gordon goes out to California and he's like, he goes to the bar with his brother and like the waitress is some girl that they knew in high school and then later he's like, hey, I'm going to mind if I borrow your truck. You know, I want to take it up and go see dad, you know, out in, out in the mountains where he lives or wherever. And instead he goes to that bar and he picks up that waitress and he wants to talk to her about like, how much is my brother drinking? Like, is he OK? Like he's trying to do this positive action of talking to somebody to make sure that like his brother isn't also falling into an absolute disaster of a life the way right. he almost has in some ways gordon's had kind of a drinking problem they never make a large plot point of it but it is hovering there vaguely at the edges that this could also be a threat Mm -hmm. and he ends up sleeping with this woman and confessing everything to her that like he has this brain damage he doesn't know how to tell his wife and it seems like the sex was almost an afterthought. He needed an emotional release more than a physical release. Cause he's like, I can't tell Donna 
I have to tell somebody. I have to vent to somebody. And the woman like takes that She's badly. Like, like, don't don't put this on me. I'm, don't I'm burden not me your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll sleep with you once and leave. Don't That's exist okay. To be your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. She, she she takes it so poorly. And when he does tell Donna that he has this brain damage, you can see that that almost kind of worked that like he got his frustrations out on somebody else. And when he talks to Donna, it's less about telling her how scared he is and more about him trying to comfort her. Uh, yeah. And then later he confesses that he did have an affair and he's like, I hate myself every day that I did that. But I looked around for my marriage when I was in trouble and it wasn't there. Which, yeah, like that, I, I, that I think is what makes the fight and the friction between Gordon and Donna so interesting because yeah. I don't want to say he's right, but he's right. Like she wasn't there. Yeah. But she takes that. So like, how dare you say that to, to me? Because mm. it, 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 it absolutely is one of those things like, mm. hey, if you mentioned this at the start, like that would have changed the th things. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're like, it, it, yeah it's just it's one of those things of like communicate what are you doing you're adults right. like right talk, talk, like, talk can, about this thing what do you do <sighs> like there's some just... progress being made i the one thing i appreciate appreciate about the clark marriage is that there's there's no bad guy both of them have made mistakes you know i would uh, say they're both in right. in the wrong but i, I mean i mean the I, but like, I, I guess we're both getting at the same thing, though. Yeah. Like, both of them have a lot of things to work on. And you can tell that progress is being made. Like, Gordon is a lot gentler with Donna being obsessed with her work because mm -hmm. she was that for him. And she was angrier uh, at that time at him than he is with her, I think, because he knows now what she's going through. So he knows to be a bit more patient with her. You know, he knows yeah. to kind of step it up and be a more active dad to the kids because there was a lot of time when he wasn't. So he's like, this is the pendulum swing the other way. You can tell that he kind of gets that in some mm -hmm. regard. But yeah. like, and she's trying to one storyline this season that is still hanging over our heads is that Donna got pregnant and she was mm -hmm. like, I, I barely, I barely have a marriage anymore. I never see my husband. I never see my kids. I don't have any time. I don't have any time to give to my kids. It wouldn't be fair to them to bring another baby in the world. I'm so busy with mutiny too, that she has an abortion and she's never told Gordon any of this. Didn't tell yeah. him she did, she was pregnant. Didn't tell him she had an abortion. And the, Gordon confesses his big secret to her that he he had an affair, but she does not tell him this. And the season ends, and this is still hanging over her head, and we don't know when right. she's going to tell him this. Right. The the difficult scene for me with uh, Donna's whole abortion thing is that she's telling her mom that she had yeah. a miscarriage, and she's like. It like she's almost playing it like, hey, what if I didn't have this baby and I like I had to talk to people about it like that in, in yeah. instead of, of just like let's let's role play and like do this yes. sc sc scenario and her mom seems like it seems fine with it of just like oh I'm so sorry like that yeah. really sucks but uh, like hey you know maybe it's for the b b b b better and things and she's like yeah you know maybe it's for the better because I I do have work and this and that and then 
uh, like you realize that she didn't have a miscarriage right. and she still yeah, has it and 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 then when she finally has a small moment of connection with Cameron they go to together to to um to yeah get the abortion and once you realize that you're just like oh shit like, yeah she's she's struggling she with is this and what to do because yeah um because last we see her when they're when they're on the airplane gordon and dodonna are trying to rekindle their marriage and they think california will be a good start um and he's he seems in a better mental state right and he's just like hey i think this will be good maybe we'll have time for another kid and she's just like oh okay i'm gonna go use the bathroom and then she just just busts yeah. out crying when she makes it in the bathroom um and yeah it's so sad yeah so uh, sad. <laughs> i i hope the clarks are on their way somewhere good the donna gives him like a literal cost to save their marriage almost like her mother did like here's the literal cost to pay us back where she's like yeah yeah you're going to give almost all of the money left that you got from the cardiff buyout you are going to buy the server mainframe in california you're going to pay for us to get a house out there mutinies live moving out there we're moving out there as a family you're going to work for mutiny we're going to do this together and what she says is we can't keep taking turns with one of us holding the kite strings while the other person is out there chasing a dream that's not sustainable and i really look forward to them working together on the same project because i think they they do work together very well and i think that will clear out a lot of secrets you know and and distraction from their marriage if they can balance it to where they both you know spend time with the kids that's the real struggle you know i think that's the major worry now but i think both of them working on the same thing in the same environment will be a a good improvement i really hope that it is absolutely absolutely uh, speaking of the airplane, the airplane is the second thing that I wanted to talk mm. about in that scene in particular. Because, um, yeah, they all kind of, well, Mutiny thinks that, like, hey, there's this server that we need to buy because if we are doing the timeshare stuff that Joe McMillan started, we're never going to be profitable. Like, we need to have mm. our own server so that we can get all of the profit from that and expand and do all of that stuff. Yeah. And they don't really have the money to buy a server, but they have just enough to be like, what if we go to the server and yeah. stuff like let, let's just move the company uh, to the spot. So that is the plan. Uh, and that is what Gordon and Donna end up doing. That's what Cameron ends up doing. Again, I don't know the actor's name, but the the big uh, Hawaiian or Samoan. Oh yeah, Yo Yo's back. Guy. Yeah, he's 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 back. He's he's like he at one point quit, uh, and and he's back. Like I'm I'm happy that he's he's back yeah. there. Uh, but that scene was great as they're like waiting for someone to come on the plane yeah i don't know cameron's waiting for tom 
Cameron is waiting for Tom. I was expecting Joe to show up on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in this like weird thing of like maybe Cameron reached out to him for some mm. reason of just like, look, you screwed up, but you, you warned us about this one thing. I like you do have some good in in mm. you or something mm. like let's go work together on this thing. Um, and so I, I was expecting that. But I think what they gave us instead was just as good. Like, and yeah. right, like you, you don't see the door, but then you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see it and it's Boswell. And he's like, let's go to the big city, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Boss. I love getting that the oh, glimpse of his private life this season. I love when he's he goes to this one mutiny subscriber's house to find out, like, let's extend a personal touch. Let's find out why they yeah. canceled their subscription. He's a great and salesman, it's, yeah. It's a teenage boy whose mom canceled his account and he, like, talks the mom back into signing up for the account again. And then the next episode, he's taking that mom out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Great. I'm um, so happy he gets to stay a part of this, even if I will miss Tom. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character because like, yeah, like he, Boswell's storyline is he gets out of jail, is convinced that no one will hire him because now he's an ex-convict. Uh, and so he goes to work for Mutiny and he likes it there. It's fun. Yeah. But he's getting old, right? Like he's yeah. he's he needs something maybe a little more steady, maybe a little, little less chaotic. Uh, and so he his son uh, sets him up with a job, uh, you know, at some firm doing yeah. God knows knows what. And he just has this moment of just like, I don't care. Like, this is boring. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to be here. And yeah. And then the next time we see him, he's like, well, boys, I never thought I'd say this, but <laughs> let's move <laughs> to the big city. Uh, Happy boss is here to sustain our Texan energy when we go to San Francisco. It's, it's so good because he's he he is absolutely like the the sore thumb that just sticks out <laughs> and is, is just like you. You don't belong here. But we're so happy to have have you here. Mm. Like you're such a light, and I think another one of my favorite scenes that I related to so hard uh-huh. uh, is when he's in the kitchen and he's trying to make co- coffee, and he's just blasting this <laughs> one dude of like, "What the, the machine is here, but if I want the sugar, it's all the way over there, and then I have to go back over here to do this thing. Like, just make one station." <laughs> And like, I like at my job, I am basically a no buddy. I'm kind of at the bottom of the ladder. But we have so many systems and things that we do that just make no sense. It's like, why would mm. we do it this way when we can just do it this way? And it saves yeah. us half the time. Like, why? What are you guys thinking? And and I, I was just like, I relate to this so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, it's good. I wanna, there's good. two there's two more scenes I want to talk about before we wrap up. One of which cool. is after Gordon has gotten his diagnosis, you see him go to this this disco tech. 
And there's this yeah. beautiful woman <laughs> dancing. And like for a moment, he looks at her and she turns into uh, Donna, like a young Donna. And later in the episode, mm-hmm. we find out that was a place they would go all the time when they were dating. And, and, and it's this woman who's like looking at him and trying to be friendly, like, hey, hey, welcome. To, why aren't you dancing? And Gordon stands there and says, I have brain damage. <laughs> I think I'm dying. And she's just she like, can't hear I, him. I, and she's like, oh, I love that band. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I love the dreamy weirdness that the show can bring us sometimes, particularly through Gordon. And there's a scene where the coders, I love all the background coder nonsense. You can see in the background that Mutiny has like a pet hamster, that there's like a bunch of hamster tubes set up on one bookshelf. Yep. There's a scene where they've got, they're betting action figures with each other. Like, I'll give you, I'll bet my Kang the Conqueror. And they're like, well, I'll bet my Dr. Doom. And you don't know what it is they're betting about. And then they throw wacky wall walkers at the wall. <laughs> to see which race. one falls off. Yeah. And then that's yeah, the episode where, where where Lev gets beat up, ambushed and beat up, and then you see him in the hospital room and somebody's brought their black Spider-Man there. Like, I owe you this, Lev. Let black yeah. costume Spider-Man bring you his good energy. Yeah, I, I, I like all the Marvel references because I think that was around the time when he started writing comics for Marvel. I oh. think when Chris Cantwell started writing because yeah he's doing iron man now i know he's done dr doom and i don't know if he's done anything else or not i'm not sure i know he has some creator owned stuff um but yeah it's just neat that he he put in these like easter eggs of like hey down the road marvel (laughs) here we go you know like I like how sparingly pop culture is used as a, a time marker in the show, but when it's used, it's used well. Like I love that one of the dates uh, Cameron and Tom are supposed to go on is that he's rented <laughs> the Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> and yeah. this is when like VHS is new. It's like a very impressive thing that you have a VHS tape of a movie. And like she kind of bails on the date and instead it's all of mutiny watching it together. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll show it to the guys then if you're not interested. <laughs> um yeah this i i i really enjoyed this season um i i I guess the last thing i want to talk about is how this sets up season three Um, yeah because i think like we mentioned joe is back to being his conniving self right where he he gets this brilliant idea to take Gordon's code that was originally the virus that he yeah. accidentally God. let loose on <laughs> yeah. me, uh, and he then fixes it, and it is now the cure. Like, this is the mm. antivirus software for this uh, specific virus. And... Joe takes that and is like, we'll sell the c- cure. Like, like mm. we, we can make antivirus software out there. That's another thing that is kind of fascinating with this show that I don't necessarily know if I like. But 
there's so many times where they stumble on yeah. to some like major technological advancement. They're like, yeah. we can do this. Like, this is going to be the future. Instant messaging, antivirus software, <laughs> video games, like, you, like all of this stuff. And it's just like, how many of these things are they going to come up with? Right? Like, it's just, <laughs> come on. Uh, but yeah and then he he has this b- b- brilliant idea and he wants go 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 gordon in like he is actively yeah. trying to do the right thing but still be yes. his like hey i have a brand new idea this will make us rich like we have something here and he catches gordon at a time where he's just not having it like he's just like hey dude i i can't talk like i'm in the middle of something yeah right it's now. right like, after I, it, yeah, it's like, right I after don has given him this ultimatum and they're like about to sit down to dinner with their kids and tell them we're all moving to california <laughs> right he's just like i so, like, i can't deal with you and your shit right yeah now. it's like i have to devote myself to my family and now mutiny <laughs> Yeah, and then it's legitimately on the plane when he sees the newspaper or the magazine or something where it's like, hey, Joe McMillan lands $10 million deal on antivirus software. He's just like, fuck. Like like that, like if I had said no and done this, like we would have had the money to get the server here. We could have kept our family here. We could have kept mutiny. Like everything would have been dead different and now like i there is now more tension between him and joe because he now thinks he stole his yeah, his his which his, is his idea unfortunate because she as rocky did, but... as rocky as every romantic relationship new and old was this season i appreciated that the friendships were growing you get to see donna mm-hmm. and cameron become these great partners and the moments of friendship between Joe and Gordon were really touching. Like both of them, like Gordon is Joe's only friend pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's the one and that's like, like Hey, of- I'm in jail for uh breaking into my <laughs> friend's house and accusing him of stealing my company, even though he did none of it. Uh, mm. I can't call can Donna. Come bail me out. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I can't call Stan because I did that to him. Uh, so you're my one friend left, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, seeing the two of them be friends, seeing the two of them like check in with each other, like, hey, are you okay? Like, you don't seem like you're doing so hot. Like, do you need anything? Like, mm, they've yeah. been through such a crucible together working on the giant that that did kind of bond them in some way. And I, I like that they were like, Joe in particular was aware of that. Like, when he, shows up before he's about to leave for California, he shows up to Gordon and he gives him this like chip off of that original IBM clone they made. And mm-hmm. I, I took it sincerely that Joe, you know, like he's not trying to sell Gordon anything. He's like, I held on to this because it reminded me of where I got started and what I could do if I really had good people working with, with me. And, you know, it's brought me yeah. a lot of strength and I want to say thank you for you know, riding along with my wild idea that time. Yeah. Like, that is where I want to see the show go down the road, is I want to see them have having grown, I guess, is is that the way to say that? They have grown from all of their experiences, and I want to see them use that 
to then yeah. somehow bring them all back together on yes. some c- c- company and they just nail it right like yes. they, they all know their part they all respect one another of like hey this is your expertise like you make the business decision or like hey you like this is the operating system does this fit you know and i just i i want them to be this like well yes oiled machine and i think they're getting closer to that i hope so yes but there's still just this like oh you just stole my idea and made 10 million dollars off of this what the hell right like i i i i I want to see them somehow grow past that stuff yes that is my that's what i want for these characters it's like i'm not super into Joe and Cameron as a couple, but I really want them to be creative partners. Like I want them to be able to work together. I want them to be friends. Yeah. 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 I, I hope that's where it ends up. Uh, Season three. One interesting thing we're going to get with this move to San Francisco is this season and season one had a lot of thievery there's always the threat of somebody taking what it is you're working on, of copying your idea, and you don't have any way to defend yourself against that. They, they've been in Dallas, which is not a, a tech hub. They're going to San Francisco. If they're talking about something while walking down the street to a coffee shop, somebody who's in the know could take that and run with it somewhere else. Yeah. That or, or just like, hey, we've had experience with this in the past. We need to either yeah. make our own or partner with some like it security firm or start hiring Mm. those people to secure our stuff right i i I think cameron is slowly learning the idea of like hey this is my ip like this is my intellectual property as much as i want to be a punk and like do all of the you know this like anti-establishment anti-capitalism uh stuff i need to protect what's mine right yeah uh and that means putting copyrights and this and that and putting fire walls or whatnot on the server and on the mainframe and who knows what like i they are learning these things they are learning Mm. from their mistakes um and i think it will make them stronger in the end yeah. So, there you go. There you go. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you want to say for season two? Halt and catch fire. I enjoyed it. It was it was a sad ride, uh, but I, I think it brought a lot of really interesting new things to the table. And I'm excited for season three and how this new setting and new goals could bring us a completely different kind of energy. Yeah. Season two, I thought, was still very, very good. I, mm. I, I don't want to say I liked it less, because I liked it about the same, but I think season one had much more of an excitement to it. Yeah. This was a little more mellowed out. Mm. I ended up binging most of it in, like, one night. Um, oh. And I, I, th- I think the show is very bingeable because of the tension that is in the yeah. show. Yeah. It does a great job of that without giving you a real cliffhanger. Um, yeah. 
one thing I do miss that wasn't really in this show was the mysteriousness that was in season one of like who is Joe? Uh-huh. What are these scars? Yeah. Like what is yeah? Like, like there there were these weird things, oh, and it, yeah, they don't really address the like him burning the the <laughs> giants. They they mention that he did that, and that's why he didn't well, get the, money from the I buyout. But yeah, like that was it. There was no like. I, what was your plan? What was like? What were you thinking? There's I no think explanation. He was just angry. He, I think I don't think that, that that was one of the times when he does not have a plan. When he doesn't have an ulterior motive, he just needs to destroy. Go to a gym. Hit a punching bag. Like go <laughs> take your baseball bat and destroy your own furniture. What? Why <laughs> this? I don't I get don't it. Know. I don't understand it. I, and it's just another thing not explained. One more thing. Season one ends. When Joe is going off to this observatory and you think, I certainly thought he's going to go look for his mom because his mom was a stargazer and season two begins. And like he found Sarah up there as a journalist doing some report on the observatory. And that's how their relationship gets started. Is he still looking for his his mom? Mom. And they just they both happen to meet up there. And the stuff with the mom is maybe not important important right now and maybe I, we'll see it in season three or four or something and it'll be a flashback maybe like, she, oh that's maybe why he's been acting like this or i don't something. i didn't get the impression that his mom was there at all which seemed odd because that really felt like how season one was ending i think the season two beginning yeah. did not didn't feel like the next connective step from how it ended but you know maybe his I mom's was, in san francisco maybe that's where she ended up I was also kind of expecting whoever he was looking for at the observatory to be like a key figure in the company to be like, if Mm. you bring them on, it'll fix things and smooth things over. And, you know, version two of the giant now, you know, with the the brand new operating system. And that was not the case. Like we we didn't get those mysterious tidbits. Mm in season two and i kind of miss those like i like the the almost surrealist nature of those things there but oh well Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll have to wait and see it goes in season three um just yeah this is interesting because i don't know anything about this show or where it's going yeah. or where literally all i know is that the like photo for this show when you're on like the info page on netflix is, is a four. cast photo okay because all you know is that it's cameron with thing. different hair <laughs> it's like right. oh at some point we're gonna get to a point where the cast is bigger i didn't really look at who was in it it's like oh there's more people and cameron is more traditionally professionally dressed yeah like, whoa what is, happens to cameron to get her there going yeah. Right, because she's she's having to get rid of her punks. We we we've talked about we've talked about all of that. Um, but yeah, I I'm excited to see where it goes. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, we normally do recommendations at this point in the podcast however mm-hmm. uh, for these end of the month specials we reserve them for the first time we c- c- cover it and the last so we will not be yep. doing recommendations this week and instead uh go on to what would have been our pitches uh but we we like to uh 
pitch what we are doing for the week after we cover uh, our end of the month special thing the week mm. like the two weeks before so we've already yeah. picked it yes <laughs> um if 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 you do that so next week give me just a sec yep get your get your big nice hard cover getting getting the book here yeah uh next week in honor of wandavision we are g- going to read the vision by tom mm-hmm. king and gabriel hernandez walta and i believe jordy belair on the covers um, okay. This is one of my favorite books, my, my my favorite comics of all time. It is splendid. It is wonderful. Melissa knows that every ch- chance I've gotten, I've been yep. like, this book is amazing. <laughs> Go read it. Um, so, yeah, high, highly recommend this book. I know WandaVision has been pulling certain things from this book this yeah. is one of of them that they had been like okay we're gonna cherry pick this thing and that thing mm. and stuff like that um so if if you guys have been enjoying wandavision uh go read this book absolutely uh, and also go ch- check out our reactions yeah. to one through seven and if you are watching or listening to this uh, next week or some time i think we'll have part two up there as well mm-hmm. as well um it's 12 issues okay i believe the first half of it is available on comiXology unlimited yes. um and the, the I, I you can buy volume two on there as well but yeah i have a real nice hardcover edition ad- 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 um cool i like to describe this book as what if b- Breaking Bad, but The Vision? Um, okay. He is trying to have a nice, normal life with his family, uh, and things go wrong, and then they keep going wrong, and they just dig themselves deeper and deeper and mm. deeper in their own graves. And uh, mm. so it's, it's a fascinating read. So there you go. That's what we're up to for next week. Um, but with that, I guess that wraps us up. So, Melissa, where can mm-hmm. they find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with our shows and all of our podcasts, uh, we are at the whatnots on Twitter, on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Uh, please go rate and review. If you like the show, that would help us out a ton, especially since we are smaller creators and just, it would help us get the show out to more people. Um, so yeah, if you guys have nice things to say and you like what we do, that would help us out a ton. It takes two seconds seriously uh so yeah go do all of that stuff but with that this has been episode i don't remember what one we were on 143 143 i believe 146 Uh, 146 oh man it's three more than three 146 yeah that's right uh yeah so with that we will get out of here we will see you all next week bye bye